the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to That's Jesus a Shame. Jesus fucking Christ. Was that really loud? That was so loud. <laughs> Hello and welcome to That's oh. a Shame. Episode 28. Sorry if I blew out the old microphone there or your earbuds. Yeah, or my absolute whole ear canal. My whole audio sensory faculties oh, have just imploded, fried. Well, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the podcast. I get say, out of the ears. I'm Isaac, and joining me as always with uh, 20% hearing loss, it's... It's Defklin. <laughs> That's him, Defklin. What a horrid pun. <laughs> it never, ever makes its way back into I'm going to change it on the artwork. My podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. What's that? Even more people put <laughs> off by our artwork. <laughs> Speaking about our artwork... Um, we have to give a little shout out to the wonderful Emily. Oh, yeah. Who has presented us with the greatest gift either of us is ever likely to receive. Eternal life. That's the one. Oh, <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a teddy bear. Oh, no, it's a bear. Yeah, no, I get them mixed up sometimes. It's a teddy bear, a small teddy bear with a customised That's a Shame t-shirt on. It's pretty special. With our wonderful artwork designed by the beautiful Isaac over there. Mm. Uh, Oh, thank you. And it's, uh, yeah, we've decided... Designed is a strong word. In honour of... Yeah, it is strong. Cobbled together. (laughs) Um, We've decided in in honour of our very first Hooked to name the bear Sweetheart. Yep. And it will be coming with us wherever we go. I've stapled it to my iPod. It's really a good look. Well, that's lovely. Thanks. <laughs> that's all right. Any time. Um, what was I? I was going to make I'll a be bringing point. it down next time I come to see you. Okay, oh, yeah, go good. Um, which was... I've forgotten now. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say about how it's quite bold of people in our position of having, you know, just started out not having, like, a huge audience that we've specifically designed stuff like art, um, our personalities, the website. The whole concept of the show. <laughs> to, to really put off a large sector of the population. Because <laughs> if you looked at it and you didn't get that it was intentionally shit, then you'd just be like, well, these people are obviously absolute idiots. Developmentally <laughs> inadequate. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's good. And I think we should uh, keep putting up these shibboleths. Yeah. Sort of and keeping uh, things. And as we... Um, as we've spoken about in our super bonus secret episode. Oh, I hope you've listened, guys. Sign up if to you the haven't. mailing list if you haven't, and we'll send it yeah, to you. Should we, I was going to ask, do you reckon we should do some kind of grace period where like, if people sign up in the next couple of weeks, then they might get it if they're lucky? Yeah, definitely, I think so. Okay, that's nice of us, isn't it? But the, uh, in that, oh, it's wonderful of us. Yeah. Charitable souls that we are. I'd say so. Uh, is that in that super secret episode, about <laughs> not to be so secret anymore, but also in previous episodes, we have done our best to dissuade perhaps the greatest pool of the podcasting audience, which is the true crime fans. <laughs> yes, we do so take them head on. If they've managed to clear the hurdles of the artwork, mm-hmm. uh, the pilot episode, all subsequent episodes, <laughs> yeah, us, episode 12, all our broken promises, <laughs> all our scheduling <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Um, That's very good of you. That guest feature we had that really took off. 
<laughs> it will be returning to your ears in the next year. Calendar year, that is. Then we probably slagged off something you've loved along the way. And I'd tell you what, I have the greatest of respect for, in particular, anyone who has listened to this thought, you know, I like true crime, but I'm still going to carry on listening because I can set that aside. If you guys are out there. a good... Yeah, it's a good ability. To You're have. the real MVPs. You really are. I mean, you'd be a bit more of an MVP if you gave up on the true crime, but uh, look, I'm not going to have a go no. at you for it. Each to their own. We've got a topic to discuss this week in a loose sense. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I'd put down on my little Google Keep of things we haven't talked about yet. Anecdotes from our lives. So I think you have much more context to this than I do, because I didn't know you very much at this point. Did no. I? Uh, well, we, we'd known each other for about three months four months yeah that's not long is it no not not in the grand scheme of things definitely not and um i was invited so from my perspective i got a text from declan i think saying oh do you want to come to a pub quiz but let's cut over to your perspective because you must know a bit more about the backstory this was a regular thing i understand well uh, what i i don't know if you remember is that it actually coincided with another event Mm, I have a vague recollection. So we were that evening supposed to be going to the Drama Society's Spring Fling. (laughs) Spring nonsense. Um, Which was a spring-themed fancy dress nonsense in the shittest bar basement (laughs) hellhole in the entirety of York. You could have held it on the bottom of the riverbed and people yeah. would have enjoyed themselves more. <laughs> There'd have at least been more to drink. So thanks to whoever the events coordinator was <laughs> in the year 2014 or whatever. Um, and we had decided already that we were going to eschew the regular interpretation of spring as a theme. And we were going to go in suits as... It's a really shit theme. Yeah. We were going to go in suits as spring salesmen. Oh yeah. That was lazy. So, but I mean, it was just... An excuse we had a prop, to wear us. Yeah, we had a prop which was a we had hastily to... printed off clip, <laughs> one sheet clip of clipper of the spring, <laughs> about eight times overlapping on a single A4 sheet. And I folded mine to give it an illusion that it was like. Don't coin. say yours like we each had one. I'm pretty sure oh. we shared one. <laughs> I folded ours to give it the illusion of depth um, that we lacked. Yeah. Uh, yes. So but, we, I mean, what a stupid theme that is. Because what are you going to dress up as? A flower, lamb. a spring, a lamb. Yeah. <gasps> We've got an email about exactly. lamb. Exactly. Let, let me remember to talk about that at the end. Yeah. Shame mail coming up. Don't let me forget. I won't. So yes, that was the second part of the plan. So we were already going to this event that evening, um, but my girlfriend at the time uh, asked me if I would come along um, to this pub quiz, um, mm. and. She was sort of like asking me to come along because it was with a new friend that she'd made kind of that year. And Mm. she like, you know, wanted it to be a bit of a group event, wanted to get people together. Uh, This girl was, (laughs) this girl uh, was bringing along a friend. um, And so she'd been like, oh, you know, bring along your boyfriend and, and to you. No, (laughs) to to my girlfriend. (laughs) I see. Um, Who we'll call Kate. <laughs> to disguise her name, <laughs> changed a couple of the letters. But by which I mean spelled, one. It's just spelled K eight. <laughs> um, 
Nice. That was smooth. Um, this is, we should point out as well, if you've heard our episode where we talk about that play we saw, Dog Blog, yeah. this is the relationship that was would go on to end <laughs> as a result of actions <laughs> taking place that night. The very oh, same. So, uh, so there you are. Oh, so yeah. Kate. So, and uh, Kate said to me, um, you know, why don't you bring along a friend? Why didn't you come up with a better fake name for me? <laughs> I'm sorry, Kate. I don't care for you enough anymore to disguise oh, your no. identity. <laughs> um, no. So I uh, obviously asked you. Yeah. I was like, come along. It's not in town. And I didn't know quite where it was. Yes, I felt like it's not in town was a statement that would go on to prove itself even more misleading than it initially sounded. <laughs> so all I knew was that we were getting a lift and we were being picked up from campus at like, I don't know, half five, six, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to campus. We uh, dressed up in our Sunday best, printed <laughs> off some clip art of a spring. <laughs> it's your normal night out. Yeah. Like, what, where are you going to go without a clip art of a spring? And then we uh, climbed into the car. So there was the Kate was in the front mm-hmm. with her friend Elaine. Let's call her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I then, don't remember her real name actually. So oh no, wait. I was in the front, wasn't I? I was in the front with Elaine, and then Kate, you, and someone else were in the back. Uh-huh. And we were driving along, and it turned out that this pub, which was more of like one of those harvester type places, um, yeah. was in the middle of nowhere. Like, it was miles away. It was, like, on the Yorkshire Moors. I felt like I was going to yeah. be hound of the Baskervilles <laughs> into an early grave. Like, the mist around it. Was If, if they hadn't had the off. pub sign, it would have just been a ghost story. Yeah. So, it was somewhat worrying. And what was more worrying was the fact that on the journey there, uh, Elaine made a joke. <laughs> that Classic that, Elaine. That there was someone in the boot, to which we all laughed raucously. Yeah. Oh. Good one, Elaine. And then, Vintage. And then from the boot <laughs> came this muffled <laughs> <laughs> scream. Not the pump! <laughs> Shut up! Not, not the quiz! Not the quiz! <laughs> and so that was a while. <laughs> I remember looking in the rear view mirror at Isaac's face and <laughs> you like catching my eye. Slightly in absolute horror. <laughs> Where are we're, we're in a car we're, with people I don't know. There's someone in the boot. I was probably sandwiched between two people I didn't know we're, very well. We're, uh, we're travelling further and further away from civilization. In a tiny car. You'd only known me three feel, months. <laughs> I know. It could have just been you were playing the long game. Yeah. Just to get me out on the moors so you could feed me to the basker dog. So it didn't get off to the, the most encouraging of starts. No, not the most traditional. So we rocked up at this place and it was fucking huge. It was like, it was bigger than the food court on the P&O ferry. <laughs> wow, had... a reference everyone can get on board with. <laughs> but we did talk about how big it was. So if you don't know, then go back and listen. No, you, it's you didn't, gigantic. You didn't say how big it was at all. You did, you Just... said it would fit 200 people. I wasn't on a P&O ferry and I wasn't in the food oh, court. Oh, they're all the same. <laughs> Rooms, you ferries. ferries. <laughs> you've seen just... one, you've seen them all. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was a giant place. Too big, if anything. Cavernous. Hotel-like, in some regards. Very much. Um, like it had been hollowed out, though. And 
and it was sort of really strangely laid out because they were clearly prepared prepared sorry for uh, having buffet nights but they were also laid out for being a, a drinking pub and it was also sort of laid out as just a restaurant so mm. there was you were in a kind of c shape i suppose around what would have been then the kitchen and the bar that was mm. somewhat central the bar was giant as well it was it was, like it was so a, long a club and uh and we managed to find ourselves a little corner table between us mm-hmm. um sat down and it turned out that literally every fucker in this pub was doing the quiz <laughs> like <laughs> it was like the journey to mecca everyone had just come and everyone was taking part it was a, such an enormous event it was like it must have been only us in the whole county of yorkshire that hadn't got the memo yeah about. everyone's everyone's coming up quiz aren't they like, yep see you there i've got 10 people in my boot <laughs> see you at giant pub got van van full of refugees we're, we're gonna have a great time <laughs> they'll know all the geography rounds and so it was a, an eclectic clientele mm. I would ranging say, because from there was students to the near coffinized <laughs> To the barely clinging on to the last thread. You know that bit in Hercules where they cut the threads of yep. their life with those horrid big scissors after sharing that one eye? But an there was atom. someone for whom, yeah, the thread was so frayed <laughs> that it was held together by but a wish and a prayer. <laughs> and probably an either or rather than both. They were just... <laughs> They were just going to blow it into two bits. They weren't even <laughs> using the scissors. They were saving those. They are just going to make eye contact with it for one second. And it would just pale into into a bisection. <laughs> it was very much Schrodinger's string. Like There was only a 50% chance that it was actually connected at, at all. At any one point. So, uh, yeah, there was quite the, quite the spectrum of yep. folk there. Um, we collected the papers. And by papers, I do mean like a compendium. <laughs> It was, it was like we were researching our own quiz. It was like getting the Principia or something, like just dumped onto your desk. I mean, like, well, here we go, round one. Um, and, it, I mean, it, I suppose it started innocuously enough. Yep. They had a pretty, like, decent tannoy system, which you'd have to have to reach 30% of the people in the room, even. Um, yep. and All four corners. They were, you know, calling out the questions, seemed, you know the same roster of yeah. pub quiz questions that are asked anywhere. You've got your like picture round, your normal, your like sports, general knowledge, yep. uh, your cheese round, and then just everything's... Sorry. Pretty, what? You, I, I, I picture round... Yeah, your yeah. picture round, like sports, sports geography, sports, geography. cheese <laughs> round, history. No, sorry. No, before history. Geography round? No, after that. Uh, mm. Oh, the cheese round. Right. Let's. You're not familiar let's... with the cheese round. Let's focus in on the old cheese round. What so the fuck was, was that? <laughs> what happened was somewhere I'd, disguised like, in this like, labyrinth of yeah, pub. Well, I mean, let's just say that just before this, you know, I'd been having an argument with Kate. <laughs> I've been having an argument with Kate over over one of the, the pictures from the geography round, which she was insisting was St. Peter's Basilica. And I was mm-hmm. promising her was St. Paul's Cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. That's brilliant. Was, and that relationship didn't last. Uh, n- not Weird. in any long-term <laughs> sense, no. Um, oh. So, 
uh, like it was, you know, your average pub quiz. Uh-huh. The seeds of in a, normal in a pub like, quiz had been sown. Yeah, exactly. The only bit... difference now is that it was just in a giant room full of most of the population of North Yorkshire. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in a ghost field. Until... It felt like the last. <laughs> it felt like the last quiz before you were going to drink the punch, didn't it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say it felt like the last quiz as you were leaving the county. <laughs> it's like everyone has to stop off for one more go. Don't let you in Lincolnshire if you can't do this. <laughs> and then all so there are lots of events that you'll go to, and I think this is quite a universal experience where everything starts normal. It's so universal that it's like a classic film setup as well, taken to its logical conclusion. Everything starts with a normality and there are kind of signifiers and signs that you can cling on to and recognise like this is normal, this is a pub quiz, they give out the pens, you choose your team name. But then something will happen and it can either be in a film, it would be like towards the end of the first act, like if it were a, a haunting or someone living in the house, like a cupboard's left open in the kitchen. Like Stepford Wives or something. You know? Yes. And it's just this minor thing that just something makes you pause for a moment and wonder if your assumptions about the normality of your surroundings are like held up by what's actually going on and for me this was when as if in the most rehearsed as if like the north korean military had been practicing this maneuver for 20 years to impress their fat dictator king everyone as one arose from their seats and formed the most beautifully orderly line in front of from where we were sitting just it just looked like a random corner and it was towards where the bar was but it wasn't at the bar it was like another bit along it was like yeah it was a bit further along where i think because i I walked past it afterwards Mm -hmm. because you and kate went up to do this round didn't you yes Um, but i walked past it later and it was it was like where they'd have the meats if you're at a harvester for the little buffet Mm -hmm. but instead of meat instead was a solid eight thousand different cheeses and the round was never really explained. So you had to just kind of intuit that when faced with the puzzle that is a piece of cheese, it's like, well, I, I guess we're naming them. Like, that seems to be the vibe. But these old Yorkshire folk were all going up to you. Mm, smells like a brie, but it's got the constitution of a cheddar. Just like digging in, peering at them or breathing. You could see their breath misting against the glass in the most repulsive, thick-breathed fashion as everyone just absolutely stares down these giant cheeses that have just been left there like some weird museum to a civilization that had since passed on out of memory. And so everyone's just walking around like peering and pointing at cheese and writing down their cheese guesses as if it is just the peak of normalcy. Like this is just a normal Thursday. It's like, well, it's Thursday, it's nine o'clock, it's the cheese round. <laughs> you said that like it was the Johnny Carson show or something. <laughs> it's Thursday, it's nine o'clock, it's the cheese show. <laughs> that was the, yeah, the basic that was the original pitch. <laughs> Sadly, it had gone downhill just... from its original what booking if... <laughs> into just being one round of a quiz. What if you just do interviews again? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> the cheese, it's, it's run its course. <laughs> it's like my scream of the week segment. <laughs> That never quite made it to radio. <laughs> but maybe but still. Will, I'm sure, be a sleeper hit, and that's a shame. If you've got a scream of the week, TAS at shame.city, send it in. Audio files only. I'm not interpreting any, like, written screams. <laughs> Who do you think I am? So the cheese round was my first big clue that I wasn't in a scenario no. and it, and in which I'd been before. I think it's fair to say that it it's not... 
wholly out of the norm to have a no, round that's... where you've got to kind of go up and identify something like I, I've because there, there was another round later on that was the same but with sweets wasn't there I don't remember that one do you not yeah, I no, remember the, eating some sweets, yeah, but I don't that, think I went up to get them. No, they, we kind of like brought a cut back and you had to like oh, name yeah. them. Um, or in, I think or in your missed. case, just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like hugely out of the norm, but it's the fact that it was so clinically rehearsed. Yeah, it's just it like the felt, yeah. normal thing. Um, anyway, sat down from the cheese round, penned a couple of answers. Yeah. There's another couple Baby of Baby bell for all, ten of them. Yep. <laughs> cheese string. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was fine, you know, film round. We should mention, though, uh, by this point, in my memory, that we'd, I think, eaten already. Like we'd Oh, had yeah, we'd had food. a whole meal. Um, and the quiz had been going on. The girl who'd been in the boot had already left. Like she got picked up and had gone home. (laughs) Yeah. We never really mentioned, we didn't follow up on that strand, but yeah, the, the person from the booth, it turned out the booth, the boot turned out was, um, mostly a consensual visitor. She hadn't just fallen asleep like a dormouse and been through some like Disney-esque mishap transported into a magic cheese land. No, but she'd come for a bit of the quiz, but then was just fucking off. From, I don't know how, where was she picked up or something? Because it was literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think someone I think she came lived together. On the wars. We should say as well, I suppose, for any non-British viewers, that the boot is the trunk. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, just if you haven't case. picked that yeah, I know, but just <laughs> turn off the show and go and read a book. Um, um, so, so the quiz had been going on for a while. About like, uh, at least 90 minutes. You have this kind of like <clears throat> internal clock that I think kicks in in pubs especially where yeah. you can judge time by like how much people are drinking when you're going up to get another one and having done like a few pub quizzes in my life you have a sense that things are coming to wrap up like where do you go from the cheese round is what i would think yeah. if i were planning the like narrative arc of that quiz i'd be building up building up with the sweets and then the cheese would be the apex send them home on a high note but there was no such indication that things were even beginning to slop. In fact, it was just we were just the warming start. up. Yeah. Because after a few more rounds, another break so people could have a three-course meal. <laughs> <laughs> Go and shave some cheese. On some, pe- some people went and had a nap like you know, <laughs> to rest up for the next bit. Um, suddenly, someone came around and started handing out bingo cards. <laughs> and Bingo, of course, being a very different game to to the quiz and you know again sometimes when you go to like a quiz there's you know an intermediary round or something in the middle or or even like another game you bet on a question or something there'll be a question with like a numerical answer yeah and then you do like more of a bet depending on how confident you are and the closest person gets all the money like that's something like that just to break up you know like Um, a half-time piece yeah but they were handing out these bingo cards again with kind of stunning obliviousness to the idea that someone who hadn't been to this pub quiz before might wonder why am i receiving a bingo card (laughs) why is everyone receiving a bingo card and then in an instant everything went silent yeah everyone hushed it was like miss trunchbull had walked in for the first time with that riding crop it was like someone had just been shot like executed Mm. in the middle of the room and everyone just fell deadly silent. Not necessarily scared or moved, but just no. kind of waiting to see what would happen next. And A then, curious, pregnant silence. For us, at least. For everyone else, it was because they knew 
that now was bingo time. And bingo time, you shut the fuck up, you take out your pen, and you play fucking bingo. Until you've got a bingo. And so out of nowhere came this... Two and two, twenty-two. Just out of the ceiling. And it was on the most brilliant Tannoy system. It just, like, like, like it was just everywhere. It was like the voice of God. It was like Dolby Atmos. <laughs> it's better than some IMAX experiences yeah. I've had. He felt like he was in my skull. And everyone around the room suddenly... Two and two. It's a bold start. Yeah, okay. It's the classic opening gambit. And, I mean, we were really gobsmacked. Yeah. Like, because we're starting to feel like we were in some sort of cult. Yeah. Because the thing about bingo that we discussed is that it's the game with the least fun in the whole world. (laughs) The thing about my line about bingo is if there are no people there, the game of bingo can play itself out. Like it's (laughs) Because it's just automated. The (laughs) The only role of a human in bingo is to facilitate the the exchange of a number being out, being read out, and being spotted on a plate. On a little card. There is fuck all point to it. Like there's no activity. There's no nope. skill from the caller. There's no skill from the player. Nope. Yeah, in fact, the only skill, the only possible way you could be punished as a bingo player is if you were too stupid <laughs> to be able to... Or too take slow. It, ...to input the information of someone reading out a number and then output it in the form of a dot on a, on the same number if, on the card in front of you. Or if you're some sort of narcoleptic who can suddenly fall asleep for one number and not realise that you've and wake had up a and it's the cheese the round time. again. <laughs> <laughs> we should just say, because it, uh, I'd be remiss not to mention it, that if you have not seen, uh, listeners, the clip of Impractical Jokers, oh, one of the greatest my TV goodness, shows it will be time. 100% yeah, linked on the site. Shame Dog City of Sal Volcano playing bingo, but the catch is that he just has to call out that he has bingo at the whim of the other three people. And you've never felt the aggression from such an aged population. It was like they all remembered what it felt like when Poland was first invaded. (laughs) They were like just brimming for a fight. It's the most incredible video. He has to keep going. I I got it. I got a bingo. (laughs) That's a bingo. bingo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so brilliant. We're linked to it. But this, like, we we had something similar in that, you know, we were having a laugh at the preposterous nature of a thousand people all suddenly falling quiet in the middle of dinner and a quiz. There are almost no circumstances under which suddenly everyone becoming really quiet and serious doesn't immediately cause me to laugh, which has caused some issues during moments of silence in secondary school. (laughs) Yeah. But there's something just like, it's just the kind of mode change. I oh guess. yeah, it's it's just really funny. So it's hard. And, and bingo players take it seriously. Yeah, but this is it. Like we were having a laugh about it, and got told off. What, what what was frightening for me was that we got told off by like one of the guys running the quiz. They're like, "Can you keep it down? Like we're playing bingo. This is like, <laughs> have this, some respect. Is- <laughs> People died for these balls. <laughs> Les Dennis's career was sacrificed so that he could call bingo." And, you know, there are some people at the next table who shot us a dirty glance every now and then. But what yeah. was more frightening, what felt more like we were in some kind of strange, hot fuzz, Stepford <laughs> Wives kind of world, the is, greater that, good. is that Kate and Elaine and everyone that we were with were suddenly also going, shh, 
It's yeah. the bingo round. Like they'd it's fallen the under round. the spell that the evil wizard had kind of wiggled his fingers and this fairy dust had settled like yeah. something that had come out of Tinkerbell's ass, just all over <laughs> everyone in the whole room. Shh, that's it. I've it watched moth- Peter Pan like once 900 dust. years ago. <laughs> I know. Um, and suddenly everyone had kind of taken a, a sniff and a yeah. sneeze and, and, and all of a sudden they were falling under the spell. It is that thing, like we've talked about it specifically quite a few times on the show, because it's like my greatest fear that they play on in horror films, where in the third act, the person who you think was on your side is revealed not to be. And it's just like the last people have gone and you're just completely alone. And we were just the only people there who had, for some reason, foregone the apparently mandatory respect for bingo class (laughs) that was output in Yorkshire in the early 2000s. And it was just a really odd atmosphere. But it played itself out. I don't think we did much in bingo, did we? No. Was there not at this point... Is this not where there was no. also some roulette element? No. What What I remember from, from bingo is... Um, I mean, we talk about Twin Peaks a lot, but it's probably something if, if I could be bothered, I'd think of uh, another film or TV show where I something similar happens. Yeah. Um, the only Fly walk with me. <laughs> Fuck the return. <laughs> the only like the only other example I can think of are, the, are those uh, drink driving adverts, where it's like oh, yeah. a really busy bar, and there's like that guy talking about his experience, and then suddenly everything kind of hushes and the lights go down, and and it's kind of just a a single white light illuminated on his face, and everything is dark, and it's just this one person talking, and then at the end of that kind of scene. The lights all come back up again and everyone starts moving and the drinks are clanking again and we're back to that kind of normal scene. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is kind of what happened with the bingo, that everything was moving and then suddenly it all went quiet. Mm-hmm. Everything was somber. You played the game of bingo. Everyone got involved. Kate and Elaine fully lost to the evil <laughs> spell of this <laughs> nonsense Moore's pub quiz. And then as soon as someone called bingo... Clearly the game was over. And then Revel. like that, it was like the bar staff suddenly started moving again. People started eating. Yeah. Glasses were chinking. like a feast scene yeah. from the most outlandishly <clears throat> decadent. Like Beowulf. Medieval <laughs> vibe. Yeah. And just like prostitutes were brought in yeah. to service everyone. <laughs> and it all wielded a huge roast pig. With an and we got lads. And the cheese was just flowing. <clears throat> it was really beautiful. And, and we were the only fuckers in the place looking around like, uh, how, how, how is this normal what do you why are you going along with this yeah the any volume we had during the initial bingo stage was replaced by just utter silence and confusion when everyone snapped out of it yeah at the fact that everyone had kind of gone into this mass hallucination and then just come out of it with such speed and intensity that it was just like whiplash inducing yeah quite and, marvelous. and, and again the the kind of the quiz returned yeah. And it was, you know, a TV We're on about round. hour three by now. Yeah. Music <laughs> round, languages round, algebra yep. round, <laughs> list all the decimals of pi round, <laughs> all of this. And then... Results. The triumphant finale mm-hmm. of this quiz. Yeah. Like, I'm not calling it a quiz. No, it was a bonanza. It was a bonanza There we go, of, bonanza, of good word. The culmination was that from nowhere, like I could not tell you to this day 
where the fuck they they brought this in from. Someone drags in an enormous, full-scale, fully operational wheel from Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> it was magical. Like, it was we, complete with the... It was, it was too big. It was too big to have come in from the front. Like, it was taller than the doors. Yeah. It appeared too quickly for them to have assembled it. Maybe, but maybe they'd been the... assembling it for the whole rest of the quiz. That's why they had to store, store them with some cheese. <laughs> Quick, wheel out the bingo. <laughs> um, and I couldn't think of a single place where they could have been hiding the it. <laughs> it's no. a fucking pub. It's difficult and, to secrete. But there it was. Eight foot tall at least. Mm-hmm. Fully functional. Like you say, the clicker, the glitter, the lights, everything. The colours. It was magical. And really. again... You know, and now it's time for Wheel of Fortune. Everyone, you know, cheering, yeah, clapping. Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> and mad. They had like the theme music from the show playing over the speakers. Yeah. Like, what? A man <laughs> broke a bottle over his head in sheer glee. <laughs> <laughs> it's just madness. One guy just started screaming bingo, just waving his car. <laughs> One man just ate an entire wheel of. <laughs> Camembert, like it was a single pebble like that mouse scrounged off the street. The mouse hunt. Some oh. people started bleeding from various orifices just for the sheer thrill of it. There are people just fucking on the tables. It was just an it's outrageous. Rock. Someone smashed the top of the Heineken keg, so it was just spewing out this, everywhere. Like this is ejaculate. in no way elaborated or exaggerated no. or embellished. This it's is this is the exact atmosphere of the room and carnival atmosphere you know fucking kate and elaine they were standing on their chairs pretty much excited like (laughs) they they broke into a (laughs) pre-rehearsed cheerleader routine involved some of the most impressive flipping i've seen to this day some of the most innovative use of cheese juggling literally defied gravity and decency (laughs) it was absolutely like they were fully lost to this yeah ghost town like if, I, like you know at the start when you said if it weren't for the pub sign yeah. it would have been a ghost story like i'm not convinced that it isn't like i'm not no. convinced if we went back the next day it wouldn't have been like like in some sort of pg rated disney film just a hall filled with skeletons like the black cauldron <laughs> or something the skeletons of some old cheese yeah and- I, I feel like the atmosphere was so ripe with just sheer like oh joy and i'm gonna like go for it that if instead of a wheel of fortune they wheeled in oh, a full-sized wicker man <laughs> we would have been burning to death <laughs> you, before you and the I minute would have been straight in there the absolute was, the landlord samurai would have dragged yeah. us with an atmosphere of utter, like, football chanting glee. To the point that I simply cannot be certain that at the same point that they wheeled out this enormous Wheel of Fortune prop, that everyone didn't, from underneath their chairs, pull out an animal mask and just (laughs) put it over their faces. And start slitting their own cheeks yeah. so that they like, did a blood sacrifice. Like, it to was just, Amun there was a fucking maypole made out of skulls. and Yeah, that the, was my favourite. It bit. was just, like, there, there was no describing Someone how... kicked a barrel of locusts to death. <laughs> <laughs> Corpses flying everywhere. It was lovely. It was, it, it, there, there was just no reason 
that anything <laughs> to be this describing <laughs> describing about itself a as a wheel. pub quiz about the, one of the inventions that has been in existence <laughs> for the longest span of human history. <laughs> that we, that just think that we managed to go about. 8,000 years probably, maybe more, without ever putting numbers and prizes on a wheel. <laughs> and then one day, some fucker thought, oh if we God. put, you know what, this is missing. A, straight edges, and B, a little <laughs> clicker, and some pegs. It's truly the greatest invention of all time. But nothing calling itself a pub quiz should end in this place. It's like in such decades. It's like Alan's search history, yeah? You know the one yeah. that was a thumb war, kissing prank, gone sexual, gets a blowjob. Like, we'd started <laughs> with thumb war, yeah? We yeah. came expecting a thumb war, and by the time it ended, there were people sucking each other off, left, right, and centre, <laughs> in the most abominably raucous display of unnecessary mirth that I have ever had the misfortune to be part of. <laughs> The landlord did a line of coke off Elaine's back. <laughs> it was just nuts. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> there were people just making it rain like old old school galleons. But at least at least in Wolf of Wall Street, there's the sense that they're spending millions that they've just earned. This was <laughs> a Yorkshire pub quiz. The the prize for winning the cheese round was the leftover cheese. Like there's no. They were just chucking bits of pie crust. Just a laughing cow just rolled down the aisle. <laughs> they were just and, throwing bits of like dreams of investment in their infrastructure yeah. all and, around the room. And they had uh, like, like no joke about a dozen prizes for yeah, this wheel ma- of like, fortune. It was mental. There was there was such an enormous wagon full of goodies. Yeah. And it, it felt like a game, like an ITV Saturday night game show. Yeah, I've like it. It, it felt like Ant and Deck were going to kind of wander in at any moment and be like, "Oh, you're live on Saturday yeah. night takeaway!" Like, thank God, here we go. <laughs> you know, have some fun. How we did got you, did you like the bingo? <laughs> <laughs> we really had you going. There. That was that was Deck's idea. The old bingo. <laughs> the cocaine was Ant. <laughs> Isn't he in rehab? At the that was yeah. That was the joke. I see. I was just checking. In good um, taste, like the rest of our stuff. Yeah. Now we managed to place higher than anticipated, did we not? Well, hang on. Let's not end Wheel of Fortune just yet. Okay. Because we haven't spoken about the greatest prize of all time. Yes, but it is, was that not the overall prize, or was that just the prize for this that was one the, segment? That was the that was the main prize for the Wheel right. of Fortune. Like it was the. Well, that's just bullshit. Why yeah. was it a better prize than winning the whole quiz? Winning the whole quiz was like like 50 quid or something. Yeah. And, and it was about <laughs> five five or two enter. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so, okay, set this up, if you can. There have been about 11 prizes given out. Like, if, if you imagine, if you've been able to follow our description of the atmosphere when Wheel of Fortune was announced, mm-hmm. just think how ecstatic... Every single atom of every single idiot in this fucking room was after 11 whole prizes, after the wheel had been spun a full 11 times and come to rest, providing someone in the room. I don't even know, like, so I don't even know how they chose the people to come up. No, I have no idea. I think it was like whoever provided the most satisfactory sacrifice. (laughs) <laughs> and the last person to come up was this elderly woman who had the, sacrificed the oldest woman of all. Uh, oh time. yeah. When we said at the beginning about someone who's very grasp on the idea of life was so <laughs> ch- tangential to everything we understand <laughs> about living. That is who this was. 
the wrong cloud in the sky could have sent her off into <laughs> the netherworld. <laughs> she was, oh, there I go. The, the earth was constantly opening beneath her feet, ready to accept <laughs> her. Into that thing of where you get a shiver in your back because someone's walked on your grave and just become her 24-7 you could, routine. You could literally see about through the floor, down about 100 feet, <laughs> where Hades was kind of like moving left and right, Salivating. getting ready to catch her. <laughs> like, like one of those games where you catch stuff in a basket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she shuffled up in a display that both was painfully slow, but also devastatingly excited and and just full of energy as much energy as she could muster she knew that this was the last great hurrah in her life <laughs> you know or so she thought you know in every uh in, in every like shitty kids film about anything small like animals or insects there's always the joke of the really excited snail who's trying yeah, to charge to something that was this woman. Like, she yeah. was going so unfathomably slowly. Like, but just making to, complete the, uh, eye contact the, with the wheel the whole time. The very idea of, like, her movement was a visual illusion. Yeah. It gave the impression that the wheel, in her mind, was kind of... She was practicing for when she walked a, towards God at the pearly gates. Valhalla. <laughs> Here I come, Lord! <laughs> The guy, the guy standing next to it with the mic, just suddenly keeps morphing in and out of the vision of St. Peter to her. <laughs> jangling a pair of keys. It's really and quite spectacular, it, you know. But as again, the entirety of this ten-minute run-up that she took to the to this wheel, people were cheering her on. Drums were beating. You know, at like a a primary school sports day where it's like the end of the cross country race. And there's that one fat kid who's still going, bless him, even though the the whole day's finished, everything else is packed up. His dad runs in from the stand like, come on, son, you got this, like patting his back. Yeah, clapping, he's he's patting his brow down with a damp water bottles on him. Like that was everyone in this room for this old woman. Everyone was all in. I think we were caught up as well by this. Oh, but we couldn't. Impossible not to be. No. Like, we were terrified, like, absolutely, and with every single fibre of my delicate little soul, (laughs) terrified that instead Hades would be greeting me with his fucking salivating... The wheel turned onto the bit that was on fire, then we'd all just have to be shot to death in a suicide (laughs) pact. So... It really keeps the blood pumping, though, that Russian roulette approach to the Wheel of Fortune. So she... Reaches the wheel. Yeah, at long last. The concept is probably again explained to her because from since the time she started moving... <laughs> Civilizations had come and gone. <laughs> the Mayans, they, they, our, the Phoenicians, gone. Yeah. Like, the, 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 the part of her brain that held that information had died, been replaced about seven times over. But, I know that doesn't happen to the brain. It's a fucking <laughs> metaphor, you pricks. <laughs> Um, what became clear, though, was that she'd been wise to conserve her energy en route because, boy, did she need it for the oh wheel. Oh, my goodness. She put everything she had. She put. It looked like she was trying to climb the wheel. That's how high she yeah. reached on it. She, she was a small, hunchbacked old woman. She channeled, like, the full power of her ancestors. And she kind of brought herself up to her full height. Vertebrae that had been dormant, fused yeah. together... Sounded like some, when the Iron Giant came back to life. Yeah, it was it was that moment when the basilisk emerges. 
Yeah. It was it was everything you could hope for that she emerged up like some sort of absolute fucking giraffe like that. Like when all the Power Rangers put themselves together to make one big Power Ranger <laughs> and you wonder why they didn't do that every episode, the stupid idiots. <laughs> why were they ever a separate entity? <laughs> why they weren't just the power robots. <laughs> um yes, yeah, so she uh Clasped, she put everything she had into it. Clasped the wheel with the final you know, tendrils. <laughs> the hands shaking. The skin cracking with the very effort of moving your fingers apart to grab it. Like her, it's girth. Her, under her nails was dust from the library at Alexandria. Like this was now suddenly being dislodged. A new species. Yeah long since thought to be extinct, <laughs> falling out of her hair. Just flourishing all over the place. Yep. And up she went, clasped onto the wheel and veritably collapsed downwards. This could have... wheel of fortune! <laughs> <laughs> and round and round the wheel went. I mean, she had, to her credit, she'd given it a fucking hell of a go. I tell you what, I've never seen a wheel spin like that. No. And I've been on the motorway. The clicker. Yeah. It was going mad. Rattling away. Hold on. One of them broke off. Just, yeah. just turned into dust. It burst into flames. <laughs> the very axle along which it spun. Yeah. Just turned into liquid, molten lava. <laughs> poured <laughs> out of the sides. And the nearest man just grabbed it in his cupped hands. The wheel was spinning on pure force, levitating. <laughs> it was just spinning with its own full speed. It's amazing. Until finally, you begin to hear that change in tempo. The rattle begins to turn into a slight tick. And in full movie fashion, the arrow pointed down, pointed down. Pointed down. One more block needed. Up it pings. To the grand prize slot. And what did 9,100 million year old Mildred win? A woman whose existence predates technology. What did the crowd cheer for as it was thrust from the host's hands into her bony... It was dropped by a helicopter. <laughs> like her Richard hands, Branson did a flyby. All of the skin and muscle from her hands had fallen. It had all been used to spin this wheel. She was nothing but a skeleton from the waist up. Yeah. And what was she given? A fucking PlayStation 4. <laughs> I've never been so happy to see the exchange of goods or services as when the oldest woman in life was given a then hot off the shelves, pretty much brand new in the last quarter, PlayStation 4. I have never been so happy not to have won a PlayStation 4 in my life. Yeah. It was the most incredible moment. Like you suddenly everything fell into place. It all yeah. it all made sense. You were like, the, that's what it was for. You're like, I wouldn't have felt this joy without the cheese round. Yeah. Without knowing and without the, the silence and the respite of the bingo. Without the fact that we'd been in this room for a week. <laughs> <laughs> and it was nine thousand hours away from we, our home. We'd missed which Christmas. was now a distant memory. <laughs> I'd failed my degree. Spring fling. It was fucking July. <laughs> 
the spring salesman costume now even less relevant that it turned into dust on our very bodies a word like Microsoft had dispensed with the very concept of clip art. <laughs> they were like, fucking use Google. That paperclip had taken over the whole company and really restructured things for the worst. There was a new language. Yeah. We came out, we had to entirely readjust ourselves. It was like coming out of prison after a 20 stretch. It was like being in fallout and coming out of the vault after nuclear apocalypse. It was but just a miraculous as moment. We, the as, joy on this old woman's face. As we stepped out of the door into the, like cold harsh light of dawn <laughs> dawn the, next the sun week. the sun just cresting the, the the distant but also right next to us moors yeah the sky red with blood as if to say what you have done this night will be remembered it was songs will be sung of your journey it was it was that moment at the end of the third matrix film after there's been this apocalyptic <laughs> fight in the rain and suddenly there's the, all that remains afterwards is the New York City skyline and one woman on a bench in the sun. Yeah. And that... Playing all the future. All and, that is, and that is it. And yeah. it was like having survived revelations. It was, yeah, kind of like Andy Dufresne at the end of Short <laughs> but better. And uh, she went home with her PlayStation, we can assume. Took it back <sighs> to, to show like a kill that she'd made as a hunter-gatherer. Dragged it back to her cave in the moors. To share with that dog. She probably just used it to beat small rodents to death. <laughs> it's just the world's most expensive coffee holder. She just poured all the grains right in the disc tray. And who like we've never been back. We couldn't really... We couldn't have gone there if we tried. We don't no. know where it is. <laughs> it's like the room of requirement. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mary Poppins. Like, when you need it, it's there. But when you want it, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, what more is there to say? It was quite the experience. We did eventually make it to... Springfling, where our outfits were roundly perplexing. But by that time, it was the Christmas do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what could, like, a couple of hours in a shitty little dive in the middle of Yorkshire City, of middle of York City, yeah. sorry, Yorkshire City, make it sound like Mexico <laughs> City. <laughs> <laughs> um, what could that possibly be? How could that in any way compare? How does any experience have any meaning yeah, after this absolute evening month lifetime experience of complete and utter debauchery i've never been able to look at a wheel since yeah i haven't touched cheese nope. since that fateful day the whole idea of dairy it's just out the window for me playstation 4s though it's been like some sort of tragic mythical romance that isaac has since spent every waking moment of his life refreshing his pages on the playstation 4 going into like games all over the world hoping <laughs> hoping to bump into xxx underscore mildred <laughs> underscore xxx that'd be amazing she wrecked me actually in call of duty it's quite embarrassing but yeah i mean um we were originally going to talk about or maybe we'll talk about this another episode now because we were going to lead on to when we did our Disney night, which we've mentioned but never really discussed at length. I think that's yeah another. But I don't. I frankly don't have the energy. I'm exhausted. That experience. I'm sweating. I feel like I need to go and be sick. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <sighs> we have an email. Shame mail. Yes. Our regular segment. Send your emails into Tass at Shame City Thoughts, feedback, questions. I do indeed. Hi Isaac and Declan. Says Millie, you should set up, I've learned from broadcasting, the emailer first, because then the audience can imagine their voice. For context as well, Millie is my sister. 
Yeah. Hi, Isaac and Declan. She put me before you. Just something to think about. Lamb of God makes reference. This is something we discussed in one of our Christian chat episodes. I was musing on why it was a lamb specifically, because it seems like a weird animal to suggest. You you thought it was an innocence thing. And I thought there were more innocent animals than those dirty, thieving lambs, (laughs) which I love, really. Lamb of God makes reference to Passover in Exodus. Lambs were sacrificed and their blood was put on doorways. It sounds like our quiz. So that the plague which swept through Egypt wouldn't affect them and Mildred could win her (laughs) Xbox One package. Jesus is also sacrificed, so he's called the Lamb of God. Love always, Millie. Thank you very much, Millie, for the most informative email we've had so far. I was genuinely curious, but too lazy to look it up, so I very much appreciate <laughs> Thanks for this taking the time knowledge. for us. I think we should forego, perhaps, the feature that you had in mind yeah, I think so. for we'll the next show, because we'll we've run it. over. Yeah. Uh, this has been episode... Oh, no, 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 plugs, plugs, plugs. okay well if you like millie would like to enlighten us on any aspect of any religion or or other topics we're easy uh then you can reach us either through the website how would you do that isaac oh you'd go shame.city slash contact or just shame.city and click on the contact page or you can email us tas at shame.city if you uh don't need that many characters to contact us then you Mm -hmm. can of course Find us on Twitter at That's a Shamecast. Alternatively, you can find myself at Cynical Declan and you can find Isaac at Isaac BD. True enough. Uh, reviews are always appreciated. You know, there's a bit of a cumbersome process to leave them, I understand. I've thought maybe we could do something where we encourage weird reviews and the, the weirder they are, assuming they're five stars, let's not fuck around, <laughs> the weirder they are, the more likely we are to read them. Yeah, on air definitely so if if you post something just mad or you can like uh attack us you can kind of be like oh what an idiot <laughs> five stars <laughs> see or something the, the, better than the that. bar for quality is set <laughs> spuriously low yeah then uh we'll give them a readout and a little shout out yes and, you know we'll work that out you can go to shame.city slash review if you're on on ios device and it'll take you straight to the apple podcast review page other than that, tell a friend about the show because it, word of mouth is, as we famously said, word of mouth is best of mouth, which uh, doesn't mean a lot. I haven't said what since. Mean, <laughs> what it does mean is, yeah, pass it on to a friend. It's the best way for us to expand and keep producing all this nonsense twice a week. And of course, if you, whilst we're still feeling generous enough to dispense it, Oh, yeah. uh, would like access to the secret episode and indeed it was quite a good episode wasn't it yeah i've had some we've had some nice feedback from it haven't yeah we? it was a bit sort of uh a bit more the very relaxed yeah not relaxed. that this isn't <laughs> no but it was it was i don't know it had a very different vibe i enjoyed it um so yeah to receive the one that we released yesterday or friday as it will be then uh or well, you have to edit this out. <laughs> I just totally forgot everything I was going to say. I was thinking about Mildred and her oh, PlayStation of Death. Fucking hot Mildred and her PS4. You can receive Friday's secret episode and all subsequent bonus secret episodes. Secret Shames, they're called. Isn't that a great name? Yeah, well done. Uh, by signing up to the mailing list, which you can find on our website, shame.city slash mail. Or that lovely pop-up that will do the work for you. I've had a delightful, exhausting, momentous time recounting that greatest of PlayStation 4 heroes, Mildred and her tale of victory. How about you? I have to go to work now. (laughs) 
And Are you in the I right don't mood? know how I can look any individual human in mm-hmm. the eye knowing what I have just recounted. You're just going to have to like grab them by the head and kiss them so hard on the mouth that they that knowledge is somehow transferred orally into their own brain. Yeah. I'm going to have to That's absolutely... harassment harassment waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Look, the hotel's not doing great. We may as well just go out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode 28. We're going out with a bang right now. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you.